Hello to everyone tuning in to the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Joining us today is a man who in his one lifetime has lived the equivalent of multiple lifetimes. He is a survivor of both drug addiction and four, yes, four gunshot wounds to the chest, has survived being homeless and paralyzed, has defied the odds with his determination and perseverance, and is now using his story to empower countless individuals struggling with similar challenges to take back their power, change their stories, and become the best versions of themselves through his message and love for public speaking and motivational speaking. Please help me in welcoming the one and only Paris Robinson to the show. What's up, my man? Hey, what's going on, brother? <laughs> yeah, just chilling, man, hanging out, maxing and relaxing. And, uh, I know that's right. Yeah, and enjoying my day, you know, like we were just talking about. Enjoying life, man. It's the number one thing. Yeah, we have to, man. We we owe that. That's a, a, a duty that we owe ourselves as human beings. Yeah, man. Yeah. And like, I think like, Life is a lot simpler than we make it, right? Doesn't mean it's easy, but it's simpler, right? Where like if we can enjoy each moment and again, like how we do that obviously is like the spell of life. <laughs> but, you know, if we can find any way, shape or form to enjoy each moment of life, then it really doesn't matter what car we have, what size house we have. I mean, really, for me, it just comes down to like having the right people around me and just, you know, yeah. having you know, just basic needs, you know, that's all yeah. that really requires. And one thing we have to learn as individuals, right? Because we have the thought process, we have to think and choose for ourselves, mm. right? And that is the ability to just pause and slow the fuck down, right? <laughs> we yes. have to be able to do that because we have to make ourselves do that or, 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 or get us specific or particular time or date or moment to to make sure that we do that because society is set up where it's always constant moving it's always constant moving mm -hmm. and sometimes we overlook the the little the little things that mean the most to us or that will benefit us the most because we're always in fast motion we always fast forward and we always fast forward so we miss a lot of things yeah man you know you, you said it perfectly yeah. 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 And that's how a lot of people, right, lose out or 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 be misplaced or or get um thrown out of out of character because they're always in, in fast forward motion. Mm -hmm. They're they're never into just pause, take a deep breath, some time for myself and see what's going on around me, or just just to look at what's going on around me. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, you know, one of the things I always tell a lot of my clients is that, you know, remember, like, after all, you are a human being, not a human doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> those... and, and we're not made of chips and, you know, <laughs> and all those other types of shit, you know, that yeah. that, that is up, up, up promoting like this fast life, you know, like you yeah. have to be like I I was even caught up in a fast life at one time. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that was like my growing up stage, like the, the area that I was involved in, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, and, and, and it took for me to actually become locked up. 
Like mm. or 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 to be paralyzed in the bed from the waist from the chest down mm. and realize like it was the littlest things that actually mean the most now, now to me that they have been taken away. Yeah, man. Yeah, and you know, it's it's incredible that you've been able to keep that perspective. And, you know, speaking of like that fast life that you used to live, I would love it if you could bring us through like some of the footnotes, like some of the the most impactful experiences you've gone through and getting to where you are today, because your journey, man, is absolutely incredible. And I feel so many listening would benefit from hearing that right from your mouth. Yeah. Um, my, my journey started with, uh, probably around 15 or 16 mm-hmm. um getting caught up in the fast life you know uh wanting to sell drugs wanting to be you know uh a huge guy in in that environment and trying to you know uh uh what i would say uh trying to make the ladies feel you know like i was that guy yep. you know um i was caught up in the flashy life the material life mm-hmm. the materialistic life mm-hmm. you know um all of the um the things that I thought that was gonna make me happy mm-hmm. or or that was gonna um make me become this successful guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um yeah. but that was all a, a mirage that that wasn't uh realistic, you know, the goals that I had put up for myself to be able to accomplish those things. Um, that system wasn't designed for for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't designed to be successful. It wasn't designed to be for me to be able to retire from that at forty years of age. <laughs> you know, live my life out on an island. Yeah. You know, with these females and mm-hmm. and thongs and stuff, yeah, yeah. and we and we drink out of these you know coconuts and pineapples <laughs> and shit with with uh umbrella uh a sticking umbrella small umbrella toothpicks and shit <laughs> right that that wasn't the reality of it the reality of it was you know i went to prison a few times you know um i ended up addicted to drugs i ended up getting shot four times in the chest and becoming paralyzed from the neck down hmm. um you know i became homeless you know uh and shit, do I need to go any further into that? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I lost the ability for a, a moment of time uh, not to be able to provide for myself, not to be able to protect myself, wipe myself, clean myself, mm. feed myself, you know, and um, doctors and nurses at the hospital I was in, they told me the same thing, that I would never be able to do that again. You know, I would never be able to do those things. And and um, for for a brief moment, I believed them. Yeah. You know, I believed them because, you know, they had all the degrees. They had mm-hmm. all the expertise that I thought at that time in that field. You know, so, you know, uh, life was over for me at 20 some years of age. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, 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 I saw myself, you know, being a. Uh, I guess they would call it a vegetable. Yeah. You know, um, and and that like hurt me so bad mm. because I was telling Mark a story of one time when I really knew that like my life or the position that I had put myself in was uh was fucked up was when <laughs> was when a fly, brother, I was laying in bed and a fly had landed on my face. Uh. And 
but I was paralyzed from the neck down at the time. And only thing I could do was blow it. And it, I blew it and it flew off of my face, but it came right back on. Uh, and I tried to blow it again, but this time it wouldn't move. And it walked all around my face, like in my nose and in my mouth and, you know, got in my eye. And all I could do was just sit there and I couldn't even protect myself from a fly. Wow, you know, man. and I was like, damn, bro. You know, and I cried, bro, so hard because I knew right then and there, I, that's when it really dawned on me, right, that I had lost everything. Yeah. You know, and um, it was it was just a struggle, man. From 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 at that point, you know, um, and then I just had uh like a certain thing that hit me that said, man, if you don't try, you're gonna die. Mm. You're gonna die like this, you know. <laughs> this this is what it is. So then I just stopped, you know, allowing the doctors and the nurses to come in my room and bring that negative energy or that negative spirit in yeah. speaking on what I couldn't do. Right. And I had to realize that the only thing that they was doing me was telling me of their own limitations, mm-hmm. right. Only how far their degrees could take them, you know, or, or their schooling has taken them. Right. They, they, they didn't know my limitations. And actually I didn't even know what I could do or couldn't do at that time. Because I had never dig, uh, dig deeply enough inside of me to find out, mm. you know, and and that's what it took. It took you know me having to dig deep inside of me and and at least giving myself the opportunity to figure it out. Either I'm gonna do it or I'm not gonna do it, but at least I'm gonna know definitely if I can or can't because I'm gonna try. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, you brought up so many amazing things there. And most notably, the fact that really, I I do believe it's a fact that doctors and nurses and the people that work in Western medicine, they have a system, right? That system works great for, you know, crazy uh, injuries, things like that. And it's extremely limited to what science and it's questionable to even say science because there's a lot of science that proves all the things that you've done being able to like the power of the mind the power of belief etc but as they say scientists changes one dead scientist at a time so basically yeah. what basically, <laughs> basically like what, you know like what we're seeing in living color right now is that like so so many scientists so many institutions have made their living their their whole entire ethos of a statement around a certain way of living a certain way of like nope this cannot be done by medical standards so we're not going to ever say that it could even be a possibility and what right. a shame you know right because i imagine there are many people that get into very sticky situations like yourself that aren't able to find the strength that you found to get you through that and be able to, you know, incentivize yourself to say, you know what, I am going to try. I am going to do what they say I can't do. Because at the end of the day, you know, I forget who said this. It was someone I was listening to recently. And they were saying, like, what right does anyone have to tell me what I can or cannot do? You know, right, and, right. and, and, you know, it sounds trivial, but it's so important because really like, you know, like we've learned from Mark, like words are spells, right? So the yeah, things that yeah. we're saying, like they have a vibrational resonance in the universe, whatever you want to call it, right? Not even to get yeah. woo woo, you know, but like, yeah. uh, our words matter, you know? And so 
if someone's telling you you can't do something, it's 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 a it's a it's a spell they're putting on you, right? And to be able yeah. to break out of that, especially in your state of being at that time, where I can imagine you were going through quite a big dark night of the soul, you know, is is tremendous, you know. And I want to commend you for that, man. That's that's huge. Thank you, know? Thank you man. Yeah, and you know, um, I'm not a like a big religious guy, hmm. you know. Um, I am like spiritual. I believe Same. in spirituality, mm-hmm. you know. And I believe in the power of the universe. I believe in, you know, uh, karma and, and, uh, and, um, but I do know in the Bible somewhere, it say in the beginning was the word, mm-hmm. right? And yep. the word was God, oh. right? So if the word, the, if in the beginning was the word, then the word is what resonates, mm. you know, and the word is what produces. Yeah. You know, so that's what I had to like my word or what I thought or think, you know, is my power, you know, and and I have to use that because I've always like even at that time I had tingling in my shoulder. Mm. Uh, I could like feel the tingling, but I couldn't move nothing at the time. Yeah. And I just took that tingling sensation. And when they said that I couldn't do it, you know, um, I started trying to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I start trying and I start and it didn't happen overnight, brother. Believe me, brother. It was a <laughs> lot of days and nights and weeks and months yeah. and years. Right. Yeah. But progression came, mm-hmm. you know, progression started coming and I could see like certain movement coming into effect for me trying to do this thing. And, you know, I started going back to physical therapy and, you know, um, I started like doing, trying to do push-ups or try to start trying to feed myself, mm-hmm. you know, and like my first goal was just to be able to get out, just sit up in the bed. Mm-hmm. But then once I got that, then my second goal was to be able to get out of the bed by myself, mm. you know, then once I started doing that, then, you know, like my arms and my stomach and, you know, uh, certain, because I, I would, I, I had read somewhere that muscle has memory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you keep, you know, like trying to do a certain thing with the, with your muscles and if any like uh, activity or life is in there, then it'll start remembering. Mm-hmm. So I had to, you know, put myself in that position where, okay, you know, at first it was my ego because I'm a man, yep. you know, and, and, and I don't want nobody to have to bathe me or wipe me. I should be able to do those things by myself. You know, and then I, I, I got to once I started, you know, um, finally coming around physically. Uh, I forgot, though. Well, I ain't gonna say I forgot. You know, I was doing all the correct things to uh, advance me physically. Mm-hmm. But I was still I, mentally and spiritually and emotionally. I was still a wreck. I see. I was still I was so busy trying to get my outside in order that I neglected the inside. Mm. And that would put me in a position to go through some of the things that I well, most of the things that I went through in this chair. Far still, you know, my 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 mentality hadn't changed. So so I went back to the same environment and I dealt with the same people and I ended up getting myself in the same situations mm. and and the consequences was the same, but only this time I was going to prison in a wheelchair. Oh, damn, man. You know, yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, 
Mark, Mark had mentioned that briefly. And I'm curious, like, what was the feeling of going to prison in a wheelchair? Like, what was your top emotion at that time? Top feeling? Uh, I could say my emotion. I was more upset with myself, mm. you know, um, because I had, uh, you know, I, 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 I had to realize, like, I put myself in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I put myself in, I put myself in the position where uh, somebody, I gave that power to somebody to dictate rule over my life. Like when I was going home, when I was not coming home, how long I was going to have to stay in this prison. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, it, 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 it just, uh, it was, it was rough, but I actually end up going to, uh, I, I end up going federal to a federal system mm-hmm. in, in Texas. And while I was there, I met like shit, probably 20 other guys that was in wheelchairs in there because it was a medical institution, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, to be honest with you, I greatly needed them brothers there that was in the wheelchair because they taught me so much. Like everybody had, well, I'm not going to say everybody, but the guys that I hung with, uh, they had, you know, like dealt with this in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and, and they could understand because they went through the same thing that I went through. So I could relate to them. They could relate to me. I could talk open and freely to them and they could do the same, you know, with me. And um, they got me into working out, you know, um, playing basketball again, you know, uh, just uh, trying to trying to, um, you know, make make my life is less complicated than I had made it at that time. Mm. Yeah, man. You know, what's really cool about that, too, is what it sounds like is those guys allowed you to not feel alone. And they also weren't going to let you feel bad about yourself, which is like, I imagine, such a critical thing at that time, right? Because there's so much mental chatter telling you to feel bad, telling you to do all these things, right? And so, like, having them there to be like, hey, man, we're going to work out. Like, what's your excuse type thing, right? I imagine it helped motivate you a lot to get going right off the bat without any hiccups, you know? Yeah, and And because... And because before that, you know, I was in a world where everybody else was walking Mm -hmm. and I was the only guy in the wheelchair, you know, so I was I felt alone, you know, and and some a lot of things that was going on with me internally and outwardly, you know, I couldn't talk to anybody about it because they didn't relate to it. You know, and and I didn't want people to know like certain things was going on with me or how do this happen, you know. So um, when I when I got in there, it, it they became like my brothers, mm. you know. They became like confidants, and you know, um, I didn't feel alone anymore. I feel like you know, um, we 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 cried together. We did everything <laughs> together. We even fought together, right? <laughs> If you fought one guy in a wheelchair, you had like 10 or more coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was mandatory. One get to fight and everybody got to fight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it made me feel a part of again, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, uh, like I said, man, um, we would try to motivate and inspire like other guys would come in there. You know, they have to use boards to, to, uh, get from the chair back on the bed. We was we would we would actually take the board so they'll learn how to do it on their own. So they yeah. would need like devices like that. Yeah, you man. know, and um, 
you know, I I stayed I stayed up in there with those guys at that institution for like five and a half years, man. Mm. You know, uh, and and that gave me, you know, uh, they gave me a lot of encouragement, you know, um, and and I got to do a lot of reading in there, yeah. you know. So that was that was, you know, for most people at that at that you know that part of point in their life, you know, they would feel like you know this 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 was over. You know, I, I was way in Texas, but I'm from Virginia. I've never been to Texas before. I didn't know anybody in Texas. I didn't know anybody on that compound. But, you know, for um, for 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 them to come in and, and, and show me the love that they showed me, you know, in prison, you know, was something that I wasn't. You know, I didn't expect it. You know, I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. But I was I'm so glad that 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 chapter in my life was written. I'm glad it's over with, too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I, I, I needed that. Yeah. You know, and then I also needed to get away from the environment that I was in. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to be taken out, you know, for a while so I can see, you know, and get, you know, like in with myself and get some internal peace and get some understanding of me, you know, and what I was going through. Mm. Yeah, man. And, you know, it it makes perfect sense, too, because our environment helps us create programs and just like, you know, reoccurring things that we do, right? Like uh, different patterns and stuff like that. And so being forcefully taken out of that, you know, I imagine did help on a big level because it allowed you to really get out long enough to have an like a objective look at what was going on and realize on a mental, emotional, physical and spiritual level that like this just wasn't working for you. Right. And that lesson, I imagine, was invaluable. (laughs) Yes, it it was. Yeah, that that's why I say a lot of times, uh, you know, my experience has been my best teacher in life. Mm. You know, uh, I've I've learned a lot far as living through books and, you know, uh, audios and videos. But my experience has taught me the most mm. out of all of that, you know, because yeah. a lot of things I had to go through to get some type of understanding of it, you know. And um, I, 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 used to, I used to tell um, Mark this. I'd be like, brother, um, you know, it, it, at one time I used to ask myself, like, why, why me? You know, why was I shot four times? Why was I, you know, uh, paralyzed from the chest down? Why am I in a wheelchair? You know, it was why me, why me? And then I, um, I went into and I spoke one time just to speak to somebody that called me up at the hospital to speak to a young guy that was in a wheelchair that just got, you know, um, he went through a, a car accident mm-hmm. and he was paralyzed from the waist down. Mm. And I, I went in there and I talked to him and, you know, um, at first he wouldn't even respond to anybody else, you know, but I went in there and for about a week, he didn't even respond to me and I didn't force myself on him. I just sat there like, if you, if you need to talk, I'm right here. Yeah. And within a month, I, you know, I got this guy, we rolling all through the, through the hospital and, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm introducing him to females and he's <laughs> smiling and, you know, cause I'm, I'm, he, you know, like he needed to see somebody also that was in a position. Cause sometimes you can say something, but if you haven't had the experience that these people have there, how, what the hell is you to tell me? Yeah, You know, you can't tell me how my life's going to be in a wheelchair. Then you get up and walk out of the room. Yep. 
you know. So uh, I and I say about a year, about a year and a half ago, I got a phone call and it was his mother. She called me. And she was telling me, you know, how great her son doing now, you know, and he uh, we FaceTiming and he's smiling and, you know, he telling me how he in school and he get ready to get his license, you know, and and this big smile on his face. And that's why I realized, like, it had to be me. Yeah. You man. know, it's not why me anymore. Like this, had, it had who else better to motivate, you know, to inspire, you know, and a uh, uh, try to uplift people that have been through this or going through this than me who the hell lost it all and (laughs) and have found a way to get it all back plus but me yeah you know yeah you know it what's really cool about that too is there's a question i love asking people especially someone like yourself that's gone through what you've gone through and knowing that we've already established that we're both like you know spiritual people like The question I have for you is like, what does that mean about you as a soul that you're willing to go through all that and that like you're able to actually see the fact that like who who but me, right? Like I was meant to do this, you know? Yeah. And so I'm curious what you think about that. And you know what? That gave my life purpose. Mm. You know, uh, I read this quote from Mark Twain. He said the two most important days in your life is the day you are born and the day you find out why you are born. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that day I found out why I was born. You know, I, I, you know, I was born to do this. I just had to go through some trials and tribulations that I chose to put on myself. Mm. Uh, but my purpose was bigger than what I always thought it was. See, because my purpose was that I thought I was going to be a big time drug dealer mm, right mm-hmm. that's that was my pur- that's what i thought my purpose was right but come to find out you know in 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 reality my purpose is to inspire to motivate to help somebody to promote you know like self-awareness you know um how to change your thinking how to live better mm-hmm. how to create better and that's i'm i'm giving back to the universe mm. right a lot of people take and never give back to the world I'm trying to be one that give back. Yeah, man, dude, that is, that is profound, man. And it's so true too, because really there are a lot of people that are consciously or unconsciously like taking from the world and not many that are giving back. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, hearing about your prison stint and everything like this, like, you know, obviously you had an extra level being in a wheelchair, right? Like in prison, right? An extra level of your physical body being in chains, right? And so I'm curious, like, how did you keep your mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies free during that stint? I know you mentioned your friends, which obviously are a huge component, but were there any like other practices you got into that really you found solace in, you know, being able to free your mind? Um, what I, what I did for me, I had, one day I was laying on my bunk mm. and um, I was in Texas, but my mind was all the way here in Richmond. You know, mm. I was around my friends and I was enjoying myself, you know, um, we call it a daydream or, mm. or whatever. Right. And a, a friend of mine came by my bed and he hit my bed. He was like, man, come back, man, come back. You was out there. You was gone. Right? <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, bro, I was gone. And, and, uh, you know, but I laid there and I thought, and I said, wow, you know, um, like physically, I'm in prison. 
right? Like I'm in a box, mm-hmm. but they cannot put my mind because my mind was all the way back here in Virginia, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, wow, that's how a lot of people do God, right? Mm-hmm. They put God in a box, mm-hmm. you know? And, 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 and I said, well, if he is everything, you know, I, I just felt like I was so much freer, you know, um, in my mind and in my thought. So I had to to get a different perspective on what God actually is to me. Hmm. Right. So I, I took all the religion out of it. Right? I took all the faces. I took all I took everything of religion out of it. And I just uh, started using my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. I just started thinking like, OK, you don't have to have a, 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 a figure of God. He don't have or she or he or whatever don't have to be anything other than what you choose it to be, you know, mm-hmm. or to help you at that at that particular time. Right. And and so um, what I had to do is uh, I had to uh, sit back and be like, OK. I'm not. I don't know everything. I'm I'm open-minded to learn. I'm open-minded um for different conversations, for different beliefs. And and I would like hear everybody. I would go to different classes and I would hear different all types of uh like uh religion text and, and culture and all. And I just came back to believe that they're all the same. <laughs> right they're all the same they just got different names to it mm. you know and they got different practices of it mm. you know some people may pray five times sitting down some may pray standing up you know <laughs> some of the gods might be different names or you know whatever but the the foundation of all of them are practically the same thing mm-hmm. right so i had to get my own idea of of what I thought God was, you know, and 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 the connection that I got is that you know, um, you know, we have a brain, mm. but you know, they can point to the brain, but they can't find where your mind at is in your brain. <laughs> you know, they have never been able to find where your mind is actually at, mm-hmm. and that goes back to I read of this thing one time, and God and his wife was talking, and. She, she, he was sitting on a mountain and she asked him, say, uh, what's wrong? You look troubled. And he said, well, I got to go somewhere because these goddamn humans, they are getting on my nerve. They asking me so many questions. They don't want to figure nothing out for themselves. They looking for me to do everything for them. Right. And I need to go somewhere where I can just, you know, uh, be by myself and be alone. Mm. And she asked, she said, well, why don't you go to the, De- depths of the ocean and he said no nah, they so damn nosy they're gonna go there one day and they're gonna find me and she said well why don't you go um deep in space he said no nah, they so damn nosy they're gonna build something one day and they're gonna come up there and find me and um so she said there and he said there with her for a while then he said i got it he said i know where i go where they would never look at and she said well he said, I'll go inside of them. Hmm. He said, because they're always looking outside of themselves for something. When hmm. I'm actually be right there with them the whole time, they never look inside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. <clears throat> Dude, you know, 
that's so powerful because it's so true. It's accurate, right? Like, yes. like, like that is my ultimate belief is that we are all God experiencing God. Like we are yes. like, if everything came from the same thing and we're part of everything, then how do, and everything is God, then how are we not God, you know? And, yes. and yes. you know, more people have died for religion than any other cause, like Ooh, by bar yes, none, sir. like so much. And you know, I was yes, listening sir. to um, an interview with uh, Saad Guru the other day, and he was saying something so profound, which was that all like uh, uh, issue with like in the world right now, all fighting, all conflict, everything is mm-hmm. simply a, a matter of identity issues. And what I mean by that is uh, too too broad or sorry, too too small of an identity, right? So think about like if you're an American, right? There are these things that they tell you you have to be, right? And then if someone, you know, bombs us, let's say, right? It's just like, you're an American, you're gonna fight this other person because they bombed you, right? Rather than saying like, if we were all global citizens, right? Then we would realize like, maybe those people are angry because we've been bombing them for years, right? Or just- yeah. as an example right and so yeah uh he was speaking about how in india there used to be a tradition where children uh when they were born they were allowed to be children with no teaching until they were uh 12 and then at 12 they had the option to be educated and if they were to be educated they had to first expand their point of view their identity to a global one right so they Ooh. weren't an indian they were a global citizen and when you're a global citizen you know, things work much differently. You know, you're not looking at people of different color. You're not looking at people of a different gender as anything except brothers and sisters. You know, like you're yeah, all humans yeah, having yeah. the human experience and sharing that. And yeah. so, you know, on that same uh, subject, I'm curious, you know, with everything going on right now with like racial tension and all this stuff that the media is putting out. What is like the number one way you think we could help fix that, you know, like as individuals and as a collective? Well, first, I believe that we have to get out of that old-ass mindset that uh, aggression or or violence is a form to uh, correct everything. Mm. Uh, because e- e- even in politics, right, there there is no compassion in there, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's a bunch of old males with a bunch of old ass ideas <laughs> that has never worked yeah. for society as a whole. It just worked for a specific group of people. Mm-hmm. Right. But we have to get like, get that shit out of the way. Like that don't work. It, it never worked. Right. And um, we have to be more informed of the female, mm. right? the female, because she is born with more compassion. You know, um, she has a, a to me, she has a a, a a a a a closer connection with a higher power mm-hmm. than we as men do because mm-hmm. she is able to uh, procreate or create life again. Mm-hmm. Right? She's able to carry life to keep this world, you know, like in balance, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we as men, sometimes we take, you know, like their weakness physically and we like we've taken them out of the church we've taken them out of politics we well now they're back in but at one particular time they couldn't even be in the same church with us they couldn't even you know uh being involved in politics they couldn't even say uh or speak their mind at one particular time mm-hmm. right and 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 when, when we done that 
Like I said, we took the compassion out of life because we as men, we think everything's supposed to be aggressive. Yeah. Right? We're aggressive. Right? Even even fucking playing chess is supposed to be a gentleman's <laughs> game, but it's played <laughs> aggressively. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, uh, somewhere along, you know, we, we have to uh, come together, you know, and be able to listen. Like I, I have to be able to listen to you without forming an idea or being able to cut you off and speak before you even come finish your sentence. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times people listen, but while you're doing the talking, they're in our head trying to figure out what's the next argument or what they're going to say or the next rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and 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 we have to be open minded. We have to be open minded to change. I have to be uh, able to be able to sit with you, right? And I may not be able to, or I may not agree with everything you say, right? but I, I've heard you out and I don't have to force my opinion on you because I'm right. I think I'm right and you are wrong, Yeah. right? We just have two different opinions because we are individuals yeah. and we're going to have those, you know, but there's no need to go to war over. There's no need to fight over, you know, um, I have to be able to let whatever you choose to believe in, right? If that work for you, I have to let you be able to do that, right? Without me forming an opinion or trying to get you to believe in a certain thing that I do, right? If yeah. it works for you, then all power to it. As long as it don't hinder me or promote any violence towards me, you know, then I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you believing however you choose to believe. You know, if if you want to give whatever it is to whoever it is, all your praise and all your time, then I'm okay. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Because I'm okay with what I believe in. You know, I'm 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 um, I'm always trying to learn. I'm Mm. always trying to better myself. I'm always trying to grow. So I may got something out of the conversation that you shared, even though I don't believe in the whole conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I have to, you know, uh, be aware of, you know, uh, I, I I just have to be like mindful of other people's opinions or, or not really opinions, but beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. And, you know, it's it, as you were talking, I was I was really thinking about like that idea of like, you know, when kids were, were taught in India, right? Like, uh, going back to that, like time in which they were taught this way at 12, they were told like they could, they could learn, uh, and they had to expand their view to a global citizen, like I had said, right? So uh-huh. what's really interesting about that is that, you know, Sadhguru was saying that like the problem with society right now, he's like, like, let me ask you a question, right? Like, are educated or uneducated people hurting the world right now? And the answer is educated, right? And he right. says, because they never learned the true nature of the mind. They think that the mind right. is all-encompassing. It's all that exists, right? So your stories, your beliefs, you know, your prejudices, everything like that, they end up attaching as the identity of, like, Ryan or Paris, right? Like, they end up attaching that, right? And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, what he was saying is that, you know, that's really where a lot of the healing begins because people, like you were saying so perfectly, they, they, they fail to realize what and who they are. You know, they, they feel they are their identity, their, their, you know, their ego self, right? Um, yeah. their, their Ryan or Paris side, right? And, you know, granted, that's a fun side, right? Like, that's why we came down to embody human beings and, and incarnate in 4D. And, 
At the same time, though, you know, <laughs> painful is the life where that's all you remember, right? And I know that, you know, you've been there before, I've been there before, right? And at some point through a series of trials and tribulations, we were able and we're continuing to be able to see past that, right? And and it's and it's a broader group of awareness, right? And when you look at like um, really, they don't teach any of this stuff in school, right? Like one of the first right. things you learn is what color skin you have, right? So, oh, I'm a white male, you're a black male, right? Uh, I'm a mm-hmm. male, right? So automatically, mm-hmm. now all females are separate from me, right? And so the more and more limited your identity gets, the more likely you are to have like, uh, like a faction, right? And like have an argument right. with someone who's not quote unquote you, right? And it's a right. big lie. It's a big fucking yes. scam because we're all the yes. same, you know? And That's right. And it's so like, I love what you said about femininity. You know, I say it to my girlfriend all the time. You guys are the stronger gender. I really don't know why there's even an argument here. And I don't want to win that. Like, I love (laughs) the strength that females have, man. It's awesome. Like, it's one of the best things about life in general is like seeing a real powerful woman. Just so badass, man, you know? And, and, you know, that's one of the, that's one of my favorite things about this new age of like mature masculinity, right? Like realizing that like we're equal, you know, first of all, second of all that like, Hey, uh, we need feminine influence in culture because males, like you were saying, we build this structure, right? Everything is analytical. I mean, it smells like office supplies, right? <laughs> like that's yeah. literally what it is, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and like, you know, like you ever go into a Staples and you're just like, man, this smells like broken hopes and dreams, you know? It's like that smell, you know? It's like boring, you know? Like look at like 80s Wall Street, just like, ugh, that's masculinity, right? And then yeah. at the other side of it, you have femininity, which is much more flow, right? And so, yeah. like, I heard it put beautifully recently by Mike Bloodsoe, who I know we both know. And he was like, he was like, listen, it's all well and good to have structure in your life, right? Be masculine. He's like, but guys, can't you agree that it's so fun to have a woman come in and just tear down all that structure for a little while and just flow yeah. through life? Like, maybe you're used to going to the gym at a certain time every day and having a certain meal, whatever. And then this woman sweeps you off your feet. And for two weeks, you don't hit the gym. You barely eat what you're used to. And all like, oh, my God, I was in some kind of like spell, you know, and yeah. I love that. And, yeah. um, you know. What you were also saying, too, was like being able to hear people. Right. And like that really triggered like that really brought up like this this thing that I talk about a lot, which is like different levels of listening. Right. Like different levels of presence. Like you were mentioning how a lot of times when you'll be talking or not you specifically, but in general, like when someone's talking, the other person, and I've been guilty of this so many times, right? Like, yeah, yeah, Uh is like, is already thinking about the next thing they're going to say, even if it's not an argument, they're just like so caught in their head about what they're going to say. And then, and then what would happen with me was then I would fumble over my words. I would then be like, oh my God, I have memory recall issues. I would catastrophize that. And before you know it, I'm trying to solve a problem uh, uh, with the same level of thinking that created it. And as Einstein said, like, that's just, it's not, it's impossible, right? Like you can't, that's like saying, hey, here's a traffic jam. You know what I think will fix it? Let's put another hundred cars into it. That will fix it, right? (laughs) It's like, it just doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and like you were saying, um, I wanted to go back to uh like we were talking about the feminality of the female like um i was having a discussion with my friend the other day and i was telling her like the strength that she has um you know like those are qualities you know of 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 god in person Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. if you if you look at it as a child 
when we were born and growing up as a child, right? Um, the mother was the provider, the protector, mm-hmm. the nourisher, the comforter, mm-hmm. right? They held us in our arms and we looked up to them. They was everything, mm-hmm. right? And 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 mama or mother is like to me is it is another word for God. Mm. Like yeah. when a when a child say mama, right, they're actually speaking because that she is the provider of everything for that child. Yeah. Right. And that's power, bruh. That is so much power. And we as males try to uh extinguish that because of our own insecurities. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because I feel like we were brought up or taught that we are supposed to be the dominant one. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be the providers and the protectors. And, you know, um, we are supposed to be uh, the uh, the breadwinner, mm-hmm. you know, and some women that make more money than their men, men, their egos get in the way and they can't handle that. Yep. You know, I, I have a friend that, he had a nice job, but his his wife made way more money than he did, mm-hmm. and they had two twins. He uh stopped doing his job, and he and she did her job, but he was the stay home parent, and she <laughs> did the work, right? Yeah. And I went over that house, and their kids, no lie, is was like in the second grade, but they was reading and writing. And, and doing math on a fifth grade level. Mm. And I was like, wow, bro. I was like, <laughs> he like, man, because, you know, even though our roles has changed, I'm still a man. Don't yeah. get that messed up. I'm still a man. Yeah. But, you know, our roles had to change. And by her making more money than I did, it only made sense that she went out and did what, you know, brought the money home and I took care of the kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's some real gangster shit right there. <laughs> You know, Dude, yes, bro. You know, yes. I was like, I was so impressed with that, bro. Yeah. You know, and I was like, but don't, don't get it twisted. I am the man. Yeah. You know, hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. Dude, you know what's so cool about that is like, really, I can't think of a better example of what a man truly is supposed to be, right? Because. I think a lot of men for a long time have got it misconstrued that whatever they want, they have to go get, right? And in that yeah. situation, like, it might not have been the thing he wanted, right? Like, if you had asked him five years before that, like, hey, would you want to be a stay-at-home dad? He might not be like, yeah, totally. It's my was, dream. Yeah. 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 And, like, yeah. but, like, when that situation, you know, uh, provided itself, he took accountability, right? He owned up and said, you know what? This is my duty as the provider to make sure that I'm making the right decision here. And he was able to go past his ego and use his ego as simply the tool it is, right, which was not the right tool for that situation so he was able to i imagine like connect to a deeper sense of knowing that was like look at you know what this is the right thing to do and yeah and it, he also said it wasn't even about him and her anymore it was about them yes the kids now you yes. know and the family structure right yeah. he said because i have to install in them now you know as youth you know um what life is is like or you know what how they're supposed to act and what they're supposed to do you know and 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 to build their mind up so that they, they, they can be great thinkers for themselves because a lot of times when we go into those institutions and like 
uh, religious institutions they tell you don't second guess or don't guess about this or don't think about that you know just to have faith in that but we all have a mind to use mm -hmm. right we was all born with that you know to be able to uh, like that don't sound right, you know, <laughs> or, or let me investigate this, you know, and, and people build masses of, of generational wealth on ignorance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny too, because one thing that you're mentioning there that is something I speak about often is how, you know, through different means, our power has been externalized to us, right? Like, you know, from the, from like, you know, different religious, uh, you know, paradigms, from education, from the media, from there's so many different forces trying to tell us, hey, uh, if you're unhealthy, you can't fix it, but don't worry, we can. Hey, if you're not, if you don't know what you're alive for, you can't figure it out, but don't worry, we can, right? Yeah. And, and you're right. Like it's, it's totally fallen into that type thing. And, and I think right now we're seeing a big resurgence, you know, with psychedelics becoming popular and things that really just throw your whole entire world for a loop. I think we're yeah. seeing a lot more people like, you know, turn back on and question things again. Right. And, you know, that's just so incredible because like you were mentioning intuition, right? This is one of the main reasons I feel women are have more power than men because they actually understand their mind is yes. not like, it, it's not the infinite source of power that society has made us think it is right. Like, to society, it's like, oh, that's the brain. Uh, that's where all your analytical reasoning comes from. And, uh, that's where your intelligence comes from. And it's like, really, that's, that's not true, right? And HeartMath right. Institute has actually proven this now scientifically that the heart's electromagnetic frequency is 60 times stronger than that of the way electromagnetic waves of the brain, which translates yes. to like the heart being a more, you know, powerful potentiator for experience and for wisdom and for knowledge than the brain, mm -hmm. right? And women just have that innate connection to the heart, right? Men, we have to pay thousands of dollars to get taught yes. to, to listen to our heart they are Something <laughs> that they are born with. Yes, yes. Yes, I, yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. You know, um, I just, man, just know, like, I had to redo, like, the whole concept of me. I had to go inside of myself. And I mean, not just on the surface. I had to dig deep inside and discover some things that I had uh, laid dormant for years that I had forgotten all about that, you know, brought me some tears, you know, and some things brought me some joy and some things that I had learned from a youth, you know, as to be truth was actually lies, right? So I had to go in and I had to like rewire how I thought. And I had to learn that um, sometimes my brain would play tricks on me, mm. right? Because it would get me to remember the past, right? But it would always bring up the good things, like the good things I'd done. Like when I was younger and I first started out, you know, um, selling drugs and stuff like that, you know, how much good times I had, you know, um, and it mostly focused on that. And then I had to learn how to rewire where I could think about, you know, like make myself think like, okay, that was back then, but what happened uh, up to now, 
you know, and, and come back into like, damn, I got ended up getting shot four times in the chest. I end up being homeless. I end up being addicted to drugs. I end up being going to prison, right? But my mind were 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 what they they called uh uh where you can't distinguish a lie from the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh it's damn I forgot. Uh damn I forgot what what was the name of it, right? But anyhow, um I had to like learn how to rethink, regroup, refocus, re-energize, you know, and and uh start applying some of the things that I had learned. Because, you know, like I was telling Mark, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding is nothing if you don't know how to apply. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it, you know, it sounds like cognitive dissonance. It's called peculiar mental twist. That's ah, what it's called. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes, dude. That is, dude. You know, uh, what's so what's so cool about that, too, man, is like I guarantee everyone listening right now has a program that's running in that manner. Right. Like something isn't serving them. Right. Like maybe it's an addiction. Like I'm thinking like tobacco, alcohol. I mean, God, heroin, like whatever you want to think about. Right. Like uh, yeah. a cake. Right. Like soda, whatever the hell your addiction is. Right. And. It's allowing you to feel the times you've been heightened in an emotional state and used those substances, those escapes, those, you know, uh, different avenues to escape some type of emotion, right? Uh, yeah. Like maybe you were feeling sad and you remember like in, in your cake addict, let's say, right? And so uh, maybe you're sad and you remember a time where cake, you were really happy and cake was in the picture, right? Maybe you were at a birthday mm-hmm. party or something. So then you eat the cake because you're like, it'll make me happy. And what it does is it rents the shit out of your happiness for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. <laughs> and then yeah. and then you feel like garbage after and you're like, oh, this this actually doesn't, it, my brain lied to me. My brain yeah. told me you're going to be happy if you do this because the memory mental banks. masturbation. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> man, exactly. Mental masturbation. That's what's up, dude. Dude, so accurate, so accurate, man. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm curious. You know, um, I've talked to Mark a little bit about this, and I feel it would be super, super useful for those listening to really get like a a detailed like description of like. What happened the day that you got shot? Like, you know, did you have any premonition? Did you have any, like, certain feeling in you that something was going wrong? Uh, You know, take us through that day, man, because I'm really excited to hear that story, you know, because I feel as though um, the listeners are going to get a lot out of it. All right, but I'll say this um, before I start on that. Um, A lot of it, I'm not going to go into details with Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but I will say this. Um, when I woke up that morning, I did not see me going around the corner, like, and actually being shot four times in the chest. Mm. Like, because if I did, I wouldn't have fucking went around the corner. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah. definitely wouldn't have. <laughs> you know, it all just played out. It was a long process of, you know, um, uh, drug wars, neighborhood wars you know, uh, that was going on at that particular time. And um, I just ended up having to go around there and uh, wasn't aware of my surroundings. Mm. Well, I was aware of them. I just, like, the people that that was out there, I thought were my friends, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of them I grew up with, you know, uh, but I didn't know that one of them out there 
was uh, using, waiting on me to come around so he could call certain people in so they could uh, actually finish me off, right? Mm. And um, I ended up, man, um, getting shot, guys stand shooting me. I, I fell down and guys standing over top of me and shooting me like three more times. Actually, he emptied the clip, but, you know, um, none of them hit my face. And, you know, uh, he stood right over top of me, you know, and, and uh, shot me uh, three more times. And um, I ended up uh, going to the hospital and... Uh, they flatlined me like three or four times. You know, they actually brought me back, man. Um, that, I, 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 I could say, um, but it, it was all because of, like, I, I, I tell the people a lot, uh, a lot that they're all built up from an, an idea that I had 15 years ago, right? When, when I was getting ready to get out of school or when I was 15 years old, 16 years old, and I was getting ready to get out of school and I decided that I was going to be a drug dealer. Mm. Right. And from that point on until I got shot and a little bit after I got shot. Right. Uh, that was my reality, you know, that I was going to be able to use drugs successfully. Right, which my my history has shown me that that I haven't been able to do that in years. Mm -hmm. Right, I was going to sell these umpteen amount of drugs, and I was going to get out of the game. I was going to retire, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and that that never that never like I say that never happened. That's that's just a a, a, a facade or a mirage mm -hmm. that you know uh, young people think that there are you know, smarter than the system or, or able to get away, you know, um, like other people have shown never happened, you know, um, and that, that idea has, uh, I had to finally come to the conclusion that, that it was all a lie. Mm. You know, I had told myself a lie that, uh, um, I had to stop thinking, about the lie and the coming to reality. And my reality, like I said, was that, you know, I ended up getting shot. I ended up going to prison. You know, um, I ended up being paralyzed from the neck down. I ended up addicted to drugs. I ended up homelessness, you know, and that's what I had to focus on, like my reality, mm. you know, like my today's reality, mm -hmm. not what I did when I was 18 and 19, when I was like the young Mike Tyson, the first guy <laughs> in the ring and, and could knock and bob and weave motherfuckers yeah. out in 20 seconds. <laughs> like I became the old Mike Tyson. Well, I became slow. Yeah. I had to bite them off. You know, I, I couldn't move dodge the punches as much as I used to, you know, and, and um I, I just kept getting caught up and you know, um like like I what I was saying was that that peculiar mental twist kept me focused on the young me. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. And and I had to focus more on the me today, you know, mm. and and that was almost um, it'll be, um, four years come March wow. that I haven't used any type of move altering or, 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 uh, mind altering, uh, chemical in my body. 
other than what well, I do say I got one and that's what well, two that's a uh, coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I gotta have something. Bro. Yeah, I gotta have them. You know, I got to give <laughs> yeah, me something. Man. Goddamn. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, tobacco's but, the yeah. grandfather too, man. It's a great teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. you know, I I I got my devices as mm-hmm. well. I'm I'm not perfect. I still have my devices. Yeah. You know. Um. I still try to inspire. I still try to motivate. But the thing with me is that I'm not the frothy individual. Right. Like I'm going to give it to you raw. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And and I'm I'm here to set you up for the world, not the world that the fantasy world, the Peter Pan world or any of that shit. I'm here to set you for reality. Like there's going to be some setbacks. There's going to be some heartache. There are going to be some trouble time. Right. But I'm here to let you know that that you can get over those. Mm hmm. Right. You can get over those the ones that those those are the uh the the history that will make you stronger. Mm. Right. It will make you more into yourself. Because if you can get like it always like whatever you're going through in life, like like damn man, this is hard as it's ever been. But you said that the last time. <laughs> exactly. Right? And you got over it. Yeah. Right. You said that the time before that. Yep. And you got over it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, you, you don't get over it. You just have to pace yourself, man, you know, and um, not only do you have to work on your physical strength and your physical being, but you, you cannot neglect your emotional, spiritual and mental. Yeah, man. You know, those are what's the most important. Yeah. Agreed, you know, and, you know, it's it's so true because like a question I ask my clients a lot when they're struggling with something is when have you ever not been OK? And they're like, well, yeah shit, I have always been okay. And I'm like, even when you thought you weren't going to be okay, you were okay. Right. And so like, that's something I use a lot with my coaching clients too. And it's, it's so perfect because it's true. Like it's accurate. I mean, like, you know, the, the mind specifically has a way of catastrophizing things and dramatizing things. And if we can like take a step back from that, we're able to see life from a much bigger and and wider awareness point, right? And yeah. and that awareness point, man, is something that for me has changed my whole entire life. And I know for you it has as well. And speaking of life-changing awareness, right? Like you mentioned like being raw, you know, telling the truth, uh, not sugarcoating things. And so Paris, I need to know, man, you know, something I've really gotten into this past year, especially from the influence of our friend Mark England, is the art of creating and rocking a good tracksuit, my man. Uh-huh. <laughs> knowing, yes, yes. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Knowing yeah. full well how much of a tracksuit fan you are yourself, I'm curious what your process is to put together a good tracksuit and what does style represent to Paris Robinson? Oh, man, style is it all to me, right? <laughs> I, I have to, and see, that's what I, I have to, like, for me, um, a lot of times when people see me, they see the chair before they see the individual. Yep. Right? So um, I cannot represent myself. I cannot represent my household. You know, I cannot represent my daughter or or whatever the case may be if, if I'm looking a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, like, I always, like, have to take care of myself. Yeah. And one of the things that I like to do is that I like to dress because uh, certain times, you know, um, 
when we put on nice clothes or 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 we do uh put on something new, you know, it makes us feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um how we look in the mirror. We looking at in the mirror at ourselves even total differently when we got on a nice suit or tie or or uh 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 shoes or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, um so I always try to you know, when I go outside, I, I, I try to present myself, you know, in a fashionable manner. Mm. Right? Um, and that process, it will go from because I can put pieces together. Yeah. Right? I can see an out. I can see a pair of jeans or a shirt or 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 anything and I can put it up and I piece it together. Mm. Like, OK, this will go with this. This will go with that. But I know like my shoes has to be the color of my shirt. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't I, and if I wear a Nike tracksuit, I cannot wear Pumas with it. I have to have a Nike. <laughs> That's a no no man. That's like sacrilege. That's, yeah, exactly, <laughs> bro. Exactly. You know, and if my if if it's if say if my uh tracksuit is blue and it has white stripes in it, mm-hmm. I cannot wear blue sneakers with it. It has to be white because I have to have the white to match the stripes to go mm-hmm. out with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just certain things like I uh you know I I pick up on and I get a lot of uh people that on my Facebook account they always uh saying how nice I dress and you know how I present myself, you know, and um how uh you know um I how much you know I inspire them being in the chair and I'm still able to present myself in a fashionable manner. Right. And 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 that's why I do that, because I don't want you to look on me uh, with pity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want your pity. Yeah. I don't want I don't want your pity. You can keep that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I want people to know that I'm still living. I'm still here. I'm still enjoying life, you know, and I want you to be able to see it that, you know, somebody may have a brother, cousin, sister, uncle or something that's in a certain situation and 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 and, and be like, well, wow. Um, can you talk to such and such for me? Mm-hmm. You know, can you come by and see such and such because they're going through a time in their life? And when you show up to people, you got to be presentable, mm-hmm. right? You you, you got to be presentable because sometimes the first impression be your last impression. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I want my first impression to always be my best impression. Mm. I love you know? that man. And <clears throat> you know, to what you said about, um, being able to, you know, enjoy yourself, right? Like I would even say that you're probably enjoying yourself more in your situation than most people are that, you know, have no mechanical issue, right? Like, you know, the level of um, uh, joy that you have in your life is clearly just expanding more and more by the day, you know? And, yeah. and uh, you know, I know that you're a partier, right? Like you like to have a good time. And, yes. you know, even even now with like out substances or anything like that. And so I'm curious, you know, um, uh, Mark had mentioned that he flew you out to San Diego to party for New Year's. I believe it was yes. last year. Yes, <laughs> and, yes, bro. And that must have been awesomely hilarious to watch them all in their state with you with like a mind that like was just like able to watch all of that. And yes. so I'm curious, like what was the most fun part of that? And what was the most uh, uh, curious thing you learned about Mark in that experience? Knowing oh, this, you know, it'll be funny. That was <laughs> the funniest ever, right? Like 
when we when when he when we got there, you know, I stayed in this real nice plus hotel for the first night or two, yeah. right? And um, so he told me like, okay, you know, we're going to the desert. We're going to do this uh, this some type of retreat with uh, this water thing, you know. Um, so I was like, cool. So when I packed here in Virginia. You know, I just pack light because I'm going to the desert, right? I'm mm-hmm. a black guy. I've never been in the fucking <laughs> desert before, right? I had no idea that at nighttime it get 30 fucking degrees oh, in the desert, yeah, right? Dude, it's cold out there, bro. <laughs> so, I, was, I was freezing. And I was telling, I was like, Mark, but we're in the desert, man. You know, I'm used to looking at wild westerns and shit, yeah. you know, with straws flowing down and, down and you know, at nighttime. I, I had no idea. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he laughed, man. And, um, you know, I, I got to uh, see a different culture. I mm. got to be around different people. And I love different things because like me and Mark, we do we do a lot of different things that I haven't experienced, you know, coming from my environment. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy like even going out and, and eating certain foods. Right. That I would never have, you know, experienced it. Or I look up like that don't look. But I taste it, you know out of curiosity and wanting to try something different and new. And I'm like, Oh, that's not bad. I, mm. I actually like that, you know? And so, uh, out there in the desert, you know, with, with though, with the people that was out there, they was doing hallucinogens and all that <laughs> shit. And, you know, they all up in your face and yep. <laughs> making these motions and lights and shit going on around. And they touching and feeling. And I'm, I'm sitting back. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, this shit is crazy. But I, I had a great time, man. I had a wonderful time. Like, yeah. you know, the people that I got to meet and to see Mark. Like Mark, I don't, one time I saw Mark and I saw him go in the room and next thing I know, I saw Mark, he was beat red, right? <laughs> he was beat red, man. And he was in the floor and he was just dancing, right? And he was enjoying himself because I had never seen a part of that yeah. part of Mark before, right? Yeah. You know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he was just like, you know, like I said, he's touching, feeling, rubbing and. I was like, damn, they almost having sex on the floor, right? Oh my God. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, <laughs> and you know, I'm recording it on my phone because yeah. I want to be able to show this, right? When I get back, oh yeah, right? And and uh, like later on that night, you know, I I told Mark after the ball dropped because I wasn't feeling well. I was going through something, you know, with my stomach. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to lay in. So he came and checked on me later on that night. Shit, I ain't seen no mock, no more mock till like the the very next, not the next day, the day after the day. He had hibernated in his room, man. He yeah. had part his little self to death. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 was a a wonderful experience. That was like was an experience of a lifetime to me yeah. because I had never actually went that far before where I could actually touch. The uh the Mexican border wall, mm. right? I only saw that on TV and and things like that, and I didn't, and I had no idea that a wall, right, put up could like make the difference of like poverty and prosperity on one side, you know, yeah. with abundance of riches on one side and so much uh 
hunger and poverty going on on the other side. And it's a wall and it's only a brick wall. You know, I was like, damn. Yeah, man. man. Oh, that it, it, that that kind of touched me in a way like, damn, you know, um, to be born on that side of the wall or to be born on this side of the wall. You know, right. am I blessed or they unblessed? You know, like I, you know, I just had like a lot of questions about myself and, you know, um, God and human beings. And, you know, like we let a wall that come between that divide between us, you know, of health care, of schooling, you know, of, of, of things like that we take for granted over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, damn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so crazy, man, because like I think about these things all the time and I'm like, you know, we tout ourselves, especially like you talk about masculinity, right? Like every every dude in power, right, is like we're the most advanced species on the planet, you know, or not the planet. Well, the planet and also in the universe, you know, we're the we're the we're the 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 best example of God embodied, you know, and it's like but we're drawing imaginary lines on land that we stole and calling it like, yeah. one state, whereas this one's a different country and et cetera. And, you know, you talk about that limited identity problem, right? Like that's another one, right? That wall only exists because on some level, we think that we're different than the people on the other side, right? And, And it's like, no matter where you go, I find this limited identity problem. Like I've been tracking it since I heard it. I'm like, it's so accurate, you know, like that limited identity thing can really be just (laughs) such a bitch, you know? And, and, you know, like speaking about your experience, like, that's like so awesome, right? Like being able to go into a whole different group of people that do totally different things, right? And uh-huh. be at home, be at home in that, right? And yeah. something like I've realized about you, Paris, just talking to you today is that you've really just mastered finding comfort in the eye of the storm, right? Like, because life is a hurricane, right? Like, and, right. and it doesn't mean it's bad, right? But it means it's like fast and sometimes it's slow and sometimes it destroys all your shit, right? And like, yeah. and yet there's a calmness in the center, right? If you're able to find that. And the Tao Te Ching talks about like the balancing of the pendulum, right? Like so many people are going from one extreme to the other extreme and they're, you know, like I'm never going to smoke, you know, cannabis again or something or cigarettes again. And then the other side is like, oh, I'm smoking a pack a day again. And they can't find that middle ground, right? Yeah. Where like they can have one or leave it you know and so i'm curious like where like what was the first time you noticed that you were finding the calm in the storm that was your life at one time i imagine now it's you know calmed down a little bit uh but i'm curious what the first time that you noticed you found that calm was um i actually say that uh when i i I had to do a, a a speech my first speech Right, that I had to do that uh me and Mark put together at this cafe down here in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And um I I had to uh give a presentation and um I had invited all these people and you know, Mark had invited all these people and you know, they uh you know, like they was paying like ten dollars to just come in and hear me speak. Right. And and um the the uh the affection that I got afterwards, mm. because before, before that, you know, I put in a lot of work and did a lot of uh, research and, you know, on how I'm going to present this and how I'm going to do that. And then the day of, I had a lot of self-doubt kicked in, you know, like, am I, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Are they going to like me? Are they going to love me? You know, are they going to hate <laughs> me? 
mm-hmm. you know. And um, once I once I uh got through that part of it and went on about you know how I I said I was going to do it, um, the amount of love that was shown to me afterwards, you know, and the responses that I got from the people that came up and was like, wow, you know, um. You really motivate me. I, I hope you keep this up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, um, your story inspired me. You know, um, I, I, I hope, you know, uh, you, you, you go far and you continue on with this journey, you know, and, and that helped me a lot. And also what helped me was, um, I had to get out of the, now I still go back now today. Now that's another story, but, <laughs> I had to get out of the environment that I that I was so used to frequently being yeah. in, right? Was my hood, my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I had to get out of that. I had to get my mind out of, you know, like going back and 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 seeing cuz at that time all my life was used to was chaos, corruption, and confusion. Yep. Right? So I had to like take myself out of that and um I started dealing with different people on different levels. You know, I started frequenting uh like museums and libraries, you know, and um going different neighborhoods, you know, uh going into colleges or just going sit on college campuses and, you know, like clear my mind. And a lot of time I wouldn't speak to people. I have my headphone on and I'd be in my own little zone, but I just wanted to see how other people was living. Mm-hmm. You know, um and 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 that kind of like you know, uh, gave me like, I can do this. Mm. You know, I, I like this, you know, I, 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 I want part of this. I want part of this life. I want to be, you know, to have some peace in my life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, but now, like I was saying earlier, you know, I had to like pull myself out of that, my environment, but now, um, I go back in there but now it's a for a whole different purpose mm-hmm. because, you know, I have a lot of family. I still have some friends over there in my area. Right. And I go over there. Like I go over there on a Saturday if, if the weather permitted mm-hmm. and I sit out and I talk to, you know, some of my old friends, some of my old relatives because they know my story. Yeah. Right. And I know their story and they know where I come from and it's nowhere I come from and where I am now. You know, that encourage a lot of them to want to try to do better for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I know that in that in that environment, they don't get it on a on a podcast or on YouTube or in the church because they don't do those type of things. Mm-hmm. So it has to be visual for them. So they has they have to see inspiration. They have to to see motivation and I try to provide that for them. Right. But I don't get stuck into the, all of the, the, uh, what goes on out there. I go there for like an hour or two. And then I know, cause I, 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 um, do, I plan it as I go. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be over there for two hours. And then after two hours, I'm gonna call my girlfriend. She'll come pick me up. Then I'm going back home. Yep. Right. I have to do that because I know that I can get pulled in. At any given time of being a situation that uh, I, I I have nothing to do with, but when things come down, they come down real fast and they come down real hard. Yep. You know, and and so you know I have to do that and I have to base my decisions. Now is what I call like consequential thinking. Mm. Okay, like if I do this, what 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 what's going to be the consequences or the outcome of that? Right, because I can. I can uh, plan for something, 
but all plans don't go accordingly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Sometimes shit happens, you <laughs> yeah. know, you know, so, <laughs> so, Very so you know, yes. So sometimes, you know, I have to be like, okay, you know, uh, like I tell you, my mind would be like, like when this Corona hit and so much had fallen off mm-hmm. on my side and, 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 uh, it had put a knee on my bank account mm. and you know, the workflow won't coming in and you know, you couldn't get people uh, in mass mm-hmm. quantities anymore. So that affected my speaking and, you know, and I was like, damn, what am I going to do for money? Yeah. Well, I need to get some money, you know, cause that's my bills are still coming in, Yeah, you know? And so now what am I going to do? And for a quick second, it came back, it came like, Oh, you can sell some. You can sell some narcotics. Yeah, right. Don't nobody gotta know. You can sell some. You can sell <laughs> for six months and get out. Yeah, right. But see, like I say, plans don't go accordingly, right? And there's so many things that could happen within that six months, right? That I've worked so many years to build on that could destroy it all with a quick thought. Right. So like the consequence came in like, okay, you know, if, if anything happened, you know, your old nab, you get one more, you get one more sentence. They don't come with numbers no more. They come with alphabets because yep. right? I'm a four time loser. So I will get life. Right. Oh, then I will yeah. lose my daughter. I will lose my grandkids. Right. I will lose my girlfriend. I will lose all the luxuries that I built and, and, and given myself over these last four years, but mm-hmm. I would lose it all behind a dumbass thought, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's consequential thinking. So I'll be like, all right, is that worth it? I'll be like, no, nah, that shit ain't worth it. <laughs> no, nah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I got to figure out another way to do it. Because yeah, that one was dumb. Yeah. You know? Man. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, and like, man, what a great level of awareness you have around like just the risk and, re- and reward of things, right? Like, because I think this is where a lot of people have like a challenge, right? Because they think that they're going to like, you know, remove themselves from a situation, a place, a person, a thing, etc. And they're never going to have that thought again. You know, they're going to be liberated. It's never going to come back in. And you know better. You're like, hey, that thought's going to come back in. And when it does, I'm ready for it. And I won't run from it. I'll, I'll evaluate and go, yeah, what if I went and sold sold narcotics again well this would happen and that could happen okay the juice isn't worth the squeeze boom and so like that's a perfect example of how like masculinity can be a good thing right because you were able to use like structure and like a analytical process to be able to work it out however at the same time that masculine energy could have easily swayed you the other way if you didn't have as strong of a mind as you did and as strong of a why because that's that's, i mean that's one thing Paris, that I've learned about you over this past hour, man, is that your why is so integral to your life, right? Because your why is everything. It's it's why you're here, right? And right. that is to help other people, right? Like to, to, right. to give the gift of empowerment back to the people, right? And that is exactly what the world needs now more than ever, man. So I, I, I really commend you on that, dude. And like, you know, Mark's told me so many amazing things about you and they're all true plus a shit ton. I mean, dude, <laughs> this has been so much fun getting to chat with you, getting the riff with awesome, you. Brother. Yeah. Awesome. And, yeah. you know, I'm curious, um, you know, where can I send people to find you, connect with you, learn more about you, you know, find out about upcoming speaking gigs and anything else you have going on, man? Yes. Uh, well, I have a Facebook page, Paris Robinson. Cool. And. I also have an Instagram. Um, it's Paris Robinson 1195. 
Mm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, man. That's awesome. And Paris, my man, I got one more question for you if you're up for it. Of course. All right. Hell yeah, bro. So if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Paris Robinson suggest that change be? Uh, I was first, I would say never give up, mm, never yes. give up. Cause once you give up, then not only are you quitting on yourself, you're quitting on the universe, right? Because you won't get a universe. Like you will not let this, this be able to see the blessings. Yeah, right. Man. And I will also say to do your homework, right? When mm. somebody tell you, um, don't think, or don't question this or don't question that, then they're not the right person for you. Because it's so much, like there's so much technology in the world today that this is the information era. You can go on your phone or Google or YouTube any fucking question that you can imagine today, (laughs) right? So ignorance is, is not the answer today. Mm. Right. Uh, you 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 know you have to do your homework and you, you you have to like sometimes even when you read some or hear some you still have to dig a little further question that too yeah you know Absolutely. never stop never stop questioning never you know um and and think that never be closed minded mm. because one thing about it. If a mind closed is all the information that's going to get inside. Yep. I, I agree, man. There's this like quote I heard a while ago that like, was just like, I heard it and I was like, accurate. (laughs) And it was like, um, it's not what you think, you know, that will get you in trouble. It's what you know, you know, right. And like, that's perfect because it's so true. Like the times in which I've really had like my, my, my world quote unquote at that time shattered have been when I really thought something was true and I didn't question it. Right. I just took it as true. I didn't do research. And like, I, it came back to bite me in the ass. It was a great lesson. Right. And like, I feel like, like nationwide right now and worldwide, we're having a lot of this happen, right. With everything going on right now, with just the state of the world, people are just hearing things and believing them at first sight without any Mm -hmm. research, you know, and and it's scary, you know, like that, that's, that's scary because a lot of the people that are in power don't know how to critical think, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, that's crazy. And, you know, those are amazing tips that uh, I really feel everyone listening could benefit from, man. And, yeah. you know. And the 11th commandment, brother, never forget that. Thou shalt use thine own damn common sense. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. Well, you know, it's it's funny, man, because they say, like, common sense ain't so common anymore. And, like, you know, uh, a quick little thing I wanted to say, too, is, like, we've been, we've been chatting about this subject the whole time, right? Which was, like, how basically people right now are it's it's trigger culture right like people are Mm -hmm. triggered over everything right and they almost take like pride in what they get triggered over right and i have this whole theory about that that i'd I'd love to share with you right which is basically that i think that as we've seen technology get more and more intrusive to our lives right like you know Mm -hmm. you look at everyone just glued to social media right now and and what are they what are those companies like making out with they're making out with our attention which they then sell to all these different companies right yes and so in that 
right? Like people aren't bored anymore. And you know what happened when people were bored besides like, you know, drugs and things like that, but also like hobbies, right? Like people would get hobbies. They'd be like, dude, I'm really frigging bored. That guitar is sitting there. I'm just going to try to figure it out. Right. And so I feel because people aren't doing like, you know, getting into as many hobbies, uh, like worldwide, I feel more people are using social media and their identity, right. On social media and their, um, their invisibility, right? Like they're, they don't have to be held accountable for what they do online, right? A lot of times they can hide behind an avatar that's a fake avatar, right? And so yeah. there's no accountability there, right? And so right. what's happening is you're seeing people get prideful right. over what they get triggered over, right? Because again, mm-hmm. it's that limited identity. You're dissing me and what I represent instead of realizing that like, first of all, nothing's personal. Well, second, second of all, if people are putting out hateful things, it says much more about them than you. And third yeah. of all, like, you don't want to admit that you're getting triggered over things because that, to me, just is a sign of weakness. Like, if you are unable to hear criticism and 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 say, like, just like you were saying uh, a while back, like, when you have a friend who has a different opinion, right? Like, you guys don't hate each other and have a brawl. You say something right. like, oh, that's an interesting point of view. I hadn't thought of it that way. Doesn't mean yeah. you need to agree with them. Just means they can that's go on right. with their life. And so what yeah. I'm seeing, right, is like this whole movement of, you see it a lot in politics, right? Like someone will know they're right. The other side will know they're right. And they'll try to argue at one another and they won't use any type of like uh, uh, positive arguing skill. First of all, then yeah. even if, even if in the very small amount of times, one side proves each other wrong, quote unquote, right? Like the other side, they're both stuck in a sympathetic nervous system response, fight or flight, AKA they're in yeah. attack mode and yeah. they're challenging one another's identity. And even if one of them, like I said, proves the other one wrong, you really think one of them is going to agree with it? It's like, you're, you're like, like, uh, historically speaking, you're basically like in a, in a tribal situation where one male is trying to attack another one. That's what your m- body is thinking it's going through at that time. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, man, like, uh, do your own research, like do all that stuff, man. That is, that is so important. And I feel that's what the world needs now more than ever. <laughs> yeah, <very> <laughs> all right, guys, it's not every day that I get the opportunity to sit down with someone as wise, brave, and full of love as Paris. Paris is a living, breathing example of just how strong the human spirit can be when our why is understood to the core of our being. He has survived things that most of us cannot even begin to comprehend and is using his experiences to make him rather than break him in owning his story and sharing it with the world. Paris is beyond dedicated to helping troubled individuals turn their lives around and by reaching out to him and spreading his message, you are helping him to do just that. And speaking of messages... My goal with this company and business is to spread the message to be fully you and being highly optimized in your life with the world. And by you sharing the show with the people you love and leaving reviews on iTunes, you are helping me to co-create the change we all yearn to see in the world today, to which I am eternally grateful. Paris, thank you endlessly for sharing your time and journey with us today, brother. And until next time, journey well, be well, much love. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. 
Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build-out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom-branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.